am Erin Patton, metaphysical master in a millennial age, and it is my life's purpose to guide you and organizations along an enlightened path. So I invite you to sit comfortably and tune in as I welcome you to the Meta Business Millennial, where we get the real conversations you won't get in the boardroom so that we understand this is exactly the path we need to be on in order to grow, evolve, and thrive. Greetings, I am Erin Patton, also known as Master L, and I am the host of the Meta Business Millennial Podcast. And today we have a beautiful guest, Tidra Chanel, who is a motivational speaker, a mindset strategist, and essentially a manifestation expert. She is one of us, you know what I'm saying? Like I really feel kindred spirit with her in that she uses quantum shifting, quantum thinking to really inspire herself and others around her to really lift their vibration. And and I'm probably putting words into her mouth, but I really would love for Tidra to introduce herself. Tell us a little bit about where you're from. I know we got into that a little bit, Mm -hmm. Um, a little bit about your background and how you came to be who you are today. Really, I I would love to, you know, whatever short, long version you have of that. (laughs) Okay, awesome. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me on. I really am excited about this. Um, But my name is Tidra Chanel. I am a mindset strategist um, from Beaumont, Texas. That's where I was born and raised. Early 20s, I moved to Houston, Less than a month ago, I moved to Nashville because 2023 is going to be the year of the reset for me. So this is me mm-hmm. starting over. I packed up my car with my kids. Whatever we could fit, that's what came. Whatever couldn't, did not. Um, oh, and we have just been chilling and relaxing and really letting go of things that no longer serve me. So that's what 2023 is. I know you didn't ask me that. I'm just putting that out there. I love it. Come on now. How I got into this lane is I was always this very, I call I said I was just being real. I was being a realist, but no, I was just negative AF, right? And um, about 14 lies. About 10 years ago, um, my daughter basically called me a negative Nancy. She was just sick of my ish, I guess. (laughs) She was sick of me. And, um, you know, I was just always super negative and very sad. I dealt with depression and suicidal thoughts. I attempted suicide a few times in my life. I ended up in this behavioral center for 11 entire days. And I was in there with people who had real mental struggles and challenges. And it was very sobering. And I realized, okay, my life is not that bad, right? Everything that I'm dealing with is fixable. And um, I came to realize that I was the drama. Like (laughs) all of the things that I was experiencing in my life, me being broke, broken, sad, pissed off all the time, um, living a life that was very mediocre, it was coming for me. And um, as I said, I was super broke, like super broke. And I have six children. Um, One was in college. My oldest was in college at the time. And my five little ones were, we were all crammed in this one and a half bedroom apartment. And I just remember looking at my children in the living room play. And I said, if I can get out of this, I will never be this broke again. And um, I remember scrolling on Instagram. I saw this book. It was Think and Grow Rich. And uh, I went on Amazon. It was $3.99. I didn't have a lot of money, but I could buy that. And uh, started reading that book. In that book, I call it my Bible. It literally changed my life. Come on Um, now. Yeah. So then I just started sharing what I was learning on YouTube. And uh, then that evolved to people asking me questions, wanting me to teach classes, mentor them. And that's how I became the mindset strategist that I am today. I love that story so much. Um, It really resonates with me. Um, I feel like there is always kind of like this catalytic moment and you really kind of jumped right into it that wakes us up. 
Mm-hmm. And I always kind of speak to my own personal traumas. I've dealt with um, family, uh, you know, deaths, tragic deaths, you know, dealing with toxic relationships as well. Mm-hmm. And my own perfectionism, um, mm-hmm. which kind of our anxiety manifests in so many different ways and, and depressive episodes, suicidal thoughts. I mean, the the list is, is very similar for so, so many people. Yet when we're going through this time, we feel so alone. And I literally was talking with a friend today that was sharing that in reading a book, whatever the book was for him, it's always kind of one book or one mm-hmm. person or one something that you realize, damn, I'm, I'm not the only one. Like there's someone else out there that was struggling and was able to change their situation. So I really want you to speak in more detail to that that quantum shift, because essentially that's what you've done when you go from being a mom of five. You know, mm-hmm. you can barely pay for a three ninety nine book, and then now you're teaching other people how to be rich. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, what does that shift look like, or what did it look like for you? Because obviously, it looked different for everybody. Yeah. So the the biggest component was being open, mm-hmm. and that's what I'll tell that. That's what I tell to anybody is you have to be open to the shift. A yes. lot of people want to shift. And they want to live this amazing lifestyle, right? They want to manifest all of their desires, but they also don't want to let go of what's their comfort zone. And believe Mm. it or not, your comfort comfort zone can be very toxic. And you're very used to toxicity. And that Mm -hmm. is comfortable because it's familiar, but you don't realize it. So the biggest thing for me was being open to the shift. And I was raised in a church. I I went to church eight days a week and twice on Sunday. So I was very indoctrinated. Right. Yeah. But I really had to. Can I cuss? Can I curse? Of course. Yeah. When you talk about ish, I was like, girl, go say shit. (laughs) So I really had to unfuck my brain is what I Right. And I said, I am going to let go of everything that I have been taught, right? And I was atheist for like three seconds, right? And I said, if if my journey takes me back down the road of religion, cool. I'm cool with that because that's where I'm being divinely guided, right? But that wasn't the case at all. So um, I really had to unfuck my own brain and just be open to it, right? You have to be open to doing something different, right? We all know what the definition of insanity is. And I was just so open to it. And I let go of all resistance. And I said, okay, I am... I am an open vessel, right? Wherever I'm supposed to go, wherever my uh, destiny is guiding me, I'm open to that. And so that was the biggest thing that had to take place within me. I just was open to whatever. And it was very, very different. This world of metaphysics and law of attraction and quantum jumping and all of this is very, not really, but it's different from religion. But if you mm-hmm. really get down to the nitty gritty, it's the same thing. It's the same thing. <laughs> Telling people it's the same thing for all my Christian folks, my Jewish folks, my my Muslim people, and everybody in between. The truth is the truth is the truth is the yeah. truth. Yeah. Exactly. And and we all know the truth when we hear it. And even in our religious practices, we know what felt icky and we know what felt right. Mm-hmm. And it's really about going with that right feeling in that uh, openness. Like I love, Tidra, that you talked about the openness and the, the willingness. That's what it really becomes when you're mm-hmm. open, you're willing. And when you're willing, you can receive. Right. And when we have that skepticism, oh, because skepticism can be okay. But when we have that intense depression or negativity, then we block ourselves. Mm-hmm. We block our blessings and we block what's able to come forth for us and to us. And when we're open, like it's really that simple. Like as a child, mm-hmm. curious, ask questions, don't jump to conclusions. You know what I'm saying? It's just so simple. Mm-hmm. Yet uh, those are the necessary traits, if you will, that get us from zero to one million. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, and and to that point, let's talk a little bit about money because that's something we haven't talked a lot about on the Meta Business Millennial podcast, <laughs> oddly enough, mm-hmm. because 
we don't talk about it enough. Okay. (laughs) And so I would love for someone that has um, a podcast, Aligning Grow Rich podcast. This is Tidra's podcast. Let's speak more about what what money meant to you. Let's talk about your past views (laughs) and how you shifted that view to really grow rich. Yeah. I was in an abusive relationship with money. (laughs) I really did abuse money. I was the type of person that as soon as I got it, it was gone. It was like, right. I didn't really appreciate money. I didn't understand that money was just energy. I felt like money was very hard to come by. Right. And so anytime I would have an ab- tax return season, you know, anytime I would have an abundance of it, I was like, oh, my God, I have to spend all of it. Right. Just to fill this void, which was depression. Right. That never worked. Then I just end up broke and I can't pay my bills and I'm still depressed because I'm broke and I can't pay my bills. Right. Mm-hmm. So um, I had to change my relationship. With money, And I will say that to anybody who is struggling in your finances, you have to change your relationship with money. And yes. I work with a lot of women. Most of the people I work with, they are women. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I tell them to view money like a relationship. I love it. Yeah. View it like that, that man that you have been manifesting your entire life. How would you treat that man? You cooking for him? You cleaning up? Even though I don't recommend it. You cleaning up? (laughs) You doing all of these things just to make that man comfortable enough to want to be around you 24-7, right? You calling this man, you rubbing his bald head or whatever the case may be. You have to treat money the same way. Money is just energy. And so if you have these negative thoughts when it comes to money, money is the root of all evil. Money doesn't grow on trees. You know, to be only the wealthy have lots and lots of money and they must be really, really evil people. Right. So if that's the energy that you have towards money. Then money is not going to show up for you. Right. Um, your relationship determines how it shows up for you. Same with a, a partner. Right. With that partner, if you are always nagging, you're super negative and this person doesn't feel safe around you. Is that person going to want to show up and be around you all the time? Absolutely not. So money is no different. So I just had to really shift and start to appreciate money and then also change my thought that it's money is infinite. Money is everywhere. Money is all around us. Right. And there's more than enough. Okay, I really just have to shift that. It's there's more than enough. And now when I need money, when I want money, it just shows up. I love it. Mm -hmm. I love it. It's all about your relationship. And what resonated with me from the beginning was I had an abusive relationship with money. (laughs) And I feel like that is everybody. Everybody. We have to acknowledge, first of all, have the awareness. Right. Like this is how we was like. Mm -hmm. But that's not how we want to be going forward. It's really that simple. And I love that you have that clarity and articulating what that relationship feels Mm -hmm. like. Because when we're able to feel abuse, then that doesn't feel good. But when we feel that love, then that feels worthy. Like you feel worthy of this cash or this bag. And we aren't so eager to shed ourselves of it because we're not worthy of that money, Mm -hmm. which it seems like what you were doing when you were spending real quick is like, oh, I'm not worthy of all this anyway. Let's get rid of it. Yeah. And it's like the lotto syndrome. Everything we see with people with the poverty mindset is that we do not vibrate at a frequency of worthiness with the bread okay yeah and so I really love that we are talking about this energetically because it has been a healing for me as well like even having a family where you know money was there but at the same time the relationship with it was abusive just like Mm -hmm. our family was there but the relationship with the family was abusive so it's like just because you have it too don't mean it's a healthy existence. Mm-mm. And that's kind of the fallacy with that you even talked about with people thinking like, hey, like, ooh, well, only wealthy people have it. Some wealthy people struggle with it, okay? So yep. you have to have a healthy relationship with money. And, and what are some, you know, like tools or tips or things that you teach your folks in in your I know, like a little, you know, sneak peek into the world of Tidra Chanel and how you how you talk through some of the challenges you've experienced with your with your clients. If you could share one or two. 
Yeah, so I (laughs) I call myself the scripting queen. So I designed and created the I Am Manifestation Journal some years ago, right? Because I wanted a really cute journal that I can write everything down, everything that I wanted to manifest, and it didn't exist at the time. So I created it, right? So those who, my audience, they know that I am the queen of scripting and I believe in scripting. Now, there are 50 quadrillion different manifestation techniques. I always, tell people, <laughs> I always tell people to pick two or three that really resonate because not everybody wants to write things down. Right. Right. But writing it makes it real. It's a very powerful thing to do. Right. To write mm-hmm. it down. Um, and then you also have your visualization tool. Right. So you have to see it before you see it. Right. Yes. You can see it in your mind. You can hold it in your hand. So I truly believe in visualizing and seeing what it is that I desire. And it just comes to you quicker. Right. Um, And then also feeling Neville Goddard says the feeling is the secret. Yes. So you connect the three, the, the writing it down, right? When you're writing something down, you can't help but to visualize it at the same time, right? And then you want to connect to the feeling of already having it because that is what's going to pull it into you. Yes. Top three. Top three. Yeah. Lay down, oh man. You know, I already feel... <laughs> Hey, thank you, Church. Thank you, Kirk Franklin. <laughs> yeah, because th- that's literally how I feel when you walk through that, because mm-hmm. that exercise, it should feel like that. Mm-hmm. And that's how you know, God got a blessing. You know what I'm saying? That's how you know that the blessing is coming for you. And all you have to do after that is trust. Yeah, And that's where the, let me tell y'all, that's where the part for me, where I struggle. Like, I can't even say struggle. I struggle. You know I what struggle. I'm saying? Because <laughs> I'm like meta business millennial. Like, I'm like Insta, instant right now. Like, where's my instant manifestation? <laughs> yeah. 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 And I know you have um, clients like me that have a lot of that kind of anxiety of wanting things now. And when things aren't showing up now, kind of like the two-year-old tantrum, like you feel like, um, like I want it now. And if it's not here, it's not, it's never going to come. So how do you kind of work through that, you know, syndrome, mm-hmm. if you will? Well, with that belief, you're right. <laughs> so if you feel like it's never going to come, then it's never going to come. Right. Yes. So this is why I, I, I stress staying in the state of visual. I want to say this, and this is something that I always say, the vision is the preview. So if you can see it, if you had this, you know, this dream or just this vision of you speaking on a stage or driving a Tesla or living in a high rise apartment, right? That's the preview. So think of that as if it has already happened in like another dimension, right? And you are, you just have to stay aligned with the thing. Mm-hmm. I believe in instant manifestation. I do. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't believe that you have to wait months or years for a thing to happen. Right. Cause then you're just thinking in your logical mind. Right. right? Manifestation is not logical. The shit don't make no sense. Right. <laughs> It's not supposed to make sense. Right. I've been approved for things that I should not have been approved for. Like mm-hmm. I didn't necessarily qualify on paper, but mm-hmm. when God says you qualify, favor is not fair, right? So all you really have to do is just stay connected to the feeling of the. That's your one and only job, is to stay connected to the feeling, because when you're like when you're coming from a place of it's not coming fast enough, that's doubt and resistance, and all that does is repel whatever it is that you're attracting. Yeah, it's going to give it. you more of what you already have, which is what you don't want. Right. So you just stay focused on the feeling and remember that manifestation is not logical. It just mm-hmm. isn't. Right. Yeah. Thank you for that, sis. Mm-hmm. I really appreciate that because we all need to be reminded of how to 
do the work essentially. Mm -hmm. And doing the work is tapping into your God self, your divine self, you know, writing it down on paper, what you want to see for your life, you know, connecting that to the feeling of a completion of accomplishment of, you know, of service, whatever it looks like for you. Mm -hmm. And then repeat, Mm -hmm. you know, staying in that feeling and just trying to see everything come to life. And that's really beautiful. Um, You know, I, I, of course, have experienced that myself and continue to do the work for things that I have even bigger dreams for. So, you know, I love that you have that aspect. And I would love for you to speak more to how you integrate metaphysics into your business. Um, I hear it in your teachings, but what about like in the operations of your business, maybe in the interactions with some of your colleagues? What are some things that you believe your your belief system now, your modus operandi, your programming, how does that impact your business? Well, I believe that I run a spiritual business, right? And so all of my clients are people who want to elevate and embody, should I say, embody the highest version of themselves, right? So they can become manifestation masters. So everything that I do in my business has to be in alignment. The people that I work with, you have, we have to align. I don't accept everybody as a client or even as a student because I ain't got time for a lot of excuses, right? So I'm very particular about everyone. I'm, I'm developing a team this year and I'm going to be looking at their, their um, human design charts just to make sure that we align. So everything that I do, we are spiritual beings, right? So you can't help but to always be operating in spirit, in business, in relationships, if that's the energy that you're embodying. So yeah, it's, it's, I don't consider them to be separate. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's just, it just is. Mm, I love that. And so for people who are kind of new to this way of operating in business, Mm -hmm. um, a human design chart is essentially kind of like an astrological and personality um, assessment, if you will. And Mm -hmm. it really speaks to the multidimensionality of who we are as beings versus just our thinking mind and our thinking brains. And so integrating this type of of, of knowledge, if you will, wisdom about someone's soul and where they come from allows you to be able to see who they are more clearly and understand if there's ways in which you can work together or if the co-creation just isn't in alignment to what Ms. TJ was talking about. Mm-hmm. And so that is a brilliant way of operating. And, and, and I believe a more, like a, I would say, a conscious way, if you will, mm-hmm. of seeing who is a fit for you and how you guys can co-create together. Because yeah. what we're doing in our businesses as a spiritual business, and what's what I call a meta business, meta. is is serving um, a divine will in in a form that is unique to us. And as beings, we we find each other and understand. Okay, we can work well in this goal or in this cause, or we're attracted to these things, and it's met with more success. May I say, <laughs> more harmony. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, than trying to force things based on superficialities like titles or, or salaries or, uh, you know, you know, things that may not actually serve the mission or the, the purpose of a company. And so mm-hmm. I feel like obviously having a salary and earning money is absolutely paramount and important to existence in this realm, first of all, you know what I'm saying? And second of all, having the comforts of that you desire. So we're not trying to down that. However, that should not be a determining factor for what you want to do in your life, if I may go that Mm -hmm. far as to say. Mm -hmm. And and some of these things can be what I, I believe mutually inclusive. So you can say, I want this salary, yet I want to be doing this kind of work. And that is what I believe is like how we should be kind of moving and operating. Mm-hmm. You know, how does that kind of sit with you and kind of how you articulate how we exist in our in our business type of life? Um, I, you know, I have lived a couple of years. Right. And mm, so I've, I've just gotten to the point <laughs> where if it doesn't make me happy, if I'm not feeling fulfilled, in doing whatever the the project or the job is, I just can't do it. 
right? Right. Because I've gotten to a point where I know that all of my needs will always be met. Right. And so I'm not chasing a bag because the bag is just going to come when right. I, as long as I stay in alignment. So, you know, people want to say, I want to make X, X amount of dollars, but this career field doesn't necessarily pay according to Glassdoor. It doesn't necessarily pay. You know, I want to make six figures a year, but I want to teach or, you know, whatever the case may be. The, the salary may not meet up with the, the job or the career. I just say, it, I know it may sound weird, but when you are truly operating in your gift, you know, going back to the Bible, your gifts will make room for you. It doesn't matter how much money you want to make as it relates to what you're doing in your career or your business, the money is going to come. Yes. It, it just is. It just is. So I say go after peace, go after happiness and go after alignment and all of the riches will be added onto you. That's just, you know, that's just what I believe. <laughs> But I live, what you believe. I live in La La Land too. So, you know. <laughs> you live in La La Land because you're enjoying the riches. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what the riches are, people. Riches are, to her point, peace of mind. Riches are joy mm-hmm. in your heart, in your soul. Riches are not always silver and gold. Mm-hmm. So let's also articulate to people what the grow rich actually means. And oftentimes people are growing rich at the expense of peace, Mm -hmm. of joy, joyness in the heart. And I've been been there. You know what I'm saying? That's why I started this podcast is because I have been in that space where I really felt like I was chasing everything but what I'm supposed to be chasing, which is why shit wasn't working out for me. You know what I'm saying? And so that's why I really speak this. And I'm sure you do too. You say you believe it, but you also know it because you experienced it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And that's the thing about people who I believe are, are listening to this podcast or viewing this podcast is that they have experienced you know, calamity or tragedy or challenges and question like, how, wait, where, where did things go wrong there, buddy? You know what I'm saying? Like we need to really stop and question, you know, what were our own intentions? How were we, how were we even pursuing that to begin with? And mm-hmm. was it coming from a pure, you know, pure place? And I would love to understand more about what you do to center yourself because I really, I don't really didn't quite catch like you know you did talk about how you kind of had a mindset shift but mm-hmm. what are some things that you practice maybe on a regular basis or a daily basis I don't know to help you keep your peace and connect with God so I have a my old mentor <clears throat> used to say that one of the the main things that she would do aside from meditation right and there's so many different forms of meditation um it's scripting is that she would do nothing. And when I, when she would say that, it never really, I was like, okay, but there's so much to do. What do you mean you do nothing? You do nothing. And I finally got into a point in my life where I get it, right? Sometimes what you need to do is nothing. Period. That is the quickest way to just embody, like stop trying to make puzzle pieces fit. Right. Sometimes, like I said, there are many different forms of meditation, but sometimes meditation ain't what you need to be doing. Right. Sometimes scripting is not what you need to be doing. Right. Because it takes up too much brain power and it can allow a lot of doubt and worry and anxiety to creep in. Right. Sometimes you just need to lay your ass down. Period. (laughs) So that's just kind of where I am. As I I stated in the beginning of the episode, this is a year of the reset for me. The last two years have been mentally draining. And I was getting to the point where I was sliding down that road of depression again. Right. And that's very difficult to do when you're in the space that I'm in, where you're teaching mindset and manifestation, right. And high vibration all the damn time. Right. How are you depressed, friend? Right. So then I have to deal with that. 
Okay. But I, I found myself slipping down the slope again because I was in a very toxic relationship, a very toxic environment with a narcissist, somebody who would beat me down, you know, every chance that he got. And I'm a very strong woman, but there's only so much a person can take. Right. And so then I started having suicidal thoughts again. And I was like, oh, this is what we're not going to do. Right. Because it was so hard for me to get out of that, that really deep, deep, dark place. I cannot go back down there. And so my birthday is December 16th. In the week of my birthday, I said I cannot go into 2023 with this energy because I'm a true believer in how you begin a thing is how you finish a thing. And if I begin 2023 in this very toxic environment, that's how I'm going to end it. But also, I could not see foresee myself entering into 2024, which meant that I was probably going to take myself out of here. Right. Mm-hmm. And I could not allow that to happen. So on December the 28th, I packed up my kids in our car and we drove to Nashville, Tennessee. We had never been here before. But this is where we came because I have to I cannot I just can't do it. Right. I cannot do it. Um, and, and all of January has been doing nothing. Right. I, I work a little it. bit. You know, I work with, you know, my main clients I work with. But every day I've been sleep. If I want to sleep, I'm going to go to sleep. If I just want to relax, I'm going to relax. Right. I, I just chose. I, I said that January was going to be a month where I did nothing. If I didn't want to do anything, I'm not going to do anything. Because I really have to just reset myself. Yeah. So that's what I do. Nothing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and what's interesting, and I had to like sit back on that and just breathe for a second, because this is what I'm being called to do as well. Mm-hmm. And don't feel guilty about it. Because the world, society would say, you're lazy. You're just procrastinating, right? No. Some, that's what we need and that's what our soul is yearning for is to do nothing, right? When you do nothing, so much clarity comes out of that, right? We try to force clarity with meditation and with other things, right? But so much clarity comes out of just doing absolutely nothing and just being open to whatever messages the universe has for us. I feel that. Mm-hmm. I feel that God is just like, I want to talk to you. Yeah. And for the first time in my life, I'm like, okay. And shutting shit down left and right, honestly. Yeah. And and I really am accepting that for once in my life. Mm-hmm. And it, it honestly, it feels very freeing. It feels very... Um, comfortable like I feel safe Mm -hmm. (laughs) I feel secure like I feel um just tingling in my belly just like really full right because we weren't designed to hustle we weren't designed to just go 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 all the time and be on all the time we weren't designed for that and that's why when we do no thing it feels safe it it feels it, it makes you feel like you're at home, right? It's because we're, we weren't designed to do all of these things that society says what we need to be doing. Interesting. Yeah. I just have to sit with that because home, that's mm-hmm. a beautiful word that you used. And recently my son has been telling, talking to me as best as he can. And when he gets in his little moods, he's like, mama, I want to go home. Oh. And I'm just like, how does he know where home is? Like, he, I know he has like different homes. He is going through, he is, I am a co-parent. So he goes to different homes. <laughs> so I'm just wondering for him, is home something more metaphysical? Right. Yeah. Probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Peace is probably what he wants. Right. Mm. Yeah. Come on, Harlow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. How old is and he? That's, he's three. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
It's probably peace. Peace. Because kids really do pick up on energy and we don't give them that much enough credit, right? They they can't articulate what it feels like, but they definitely pick up on energy. And um, you know, when they when they're in our womb, there's so much peace there, right? So much peace. And that's probably what he's meaning by that. Mm. Mm-hmm. I'm so grateful for that. Yeah. Yes. And so for peace, it's really like one of the higher vibrations that I love to speak. But so I talk about this map of consciousness by Dr. David Hawkins, and it really walks through the different levels of consciousness Mm -hmm. and the emotions that are attached to them. And so for peace, it's such a high emotion. It's like acceptance, willingness. Um, you know, like love, all these different types of emotions. What does kind of peace mean for you? How does it feel for you? Freedom. That's what it feels like. Um, When I was in that relationship, I felt like I was walking on eggshells all the time. And I couldn't break the eggshells because then I would be reprimanded. And this is, I was in a relationship with a person that I've been knowing for so many years that energetically, um, when he was on his way from work, I could tell how he was going to be when he got home. I could feel if he was going to be in a bad mood or a good mood. And I was always right. Right. And so there was just a lot of tension, right? There was all, it was just always something. So ever since we've been here, it, I felt free. And I even told my daughter that my 27-year-old, she's the property manager here in this building. And uh, I said to her a couple of weeks ago, I was free. <laughs> <laughs> I feel free, right? <laughs> that is for me is, is total freedom. Yeah. I love it. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah. And, you know, freedom has been, I feel like, defined, especially in our culture, around slavery, around something that's like civil rights oriented or politically oriented. Yet freedom is absolutely and must with certainty be found within. Oh, yeah. And so to talk about the freedom that you have from walking away from a situation that no longer served you and finding opportunity to grow your energy and come back, you know what I'm saying? They don't know that you plan to come back or, you know, Mm -hmm. um, just to reiterate that you want to come back is really a teachable moment for yourself, for your soul, and also for those who who follow you, who support you, who are clients of yours, et cetera. Because when we're living in the essential work, then it becomes that much more authentic, connected, um, harmonious, and powerful. Mm-hmm. The lived experience. Yeah. So I want to congratulate you, first of all, for listening to yourself and not following the fray, Mm -hmm. which the call for performance, the call for followers, the call for um, more accolades can be very loud and compelling. Mm -hmm. Yet you chose you and your longevity, your peace, your freedom over that. Yeah. It's always going to be me for me. <laughs> and um, <clears throat> I really did have to take a step back from my business, right? Um, because this was a huge 2022, 2021. They were a huge lesson years for me. And everything that I teach is from a space of I went through it, right? And this is why a lot of my audience can resonate with me because they're going through a lot of the same things. I don't ever teach from stuff that I've read in a book and that's it, right? Or somebody, something that I heard someone else teach on or talk about. I teach from experience. Um, and I think for that reason, I... I just have to go through some of the hardest lessons in life so that I can then turn around and teach them. And it's yeah. actually it actually came up. I had my human design chart read last week, and that's one of the things that came up. And I was like, I feel that. Oh. Makes sense. <laughs> right, right. 
Like, yeah. this can't be no normal shit. Like, so. It's definitely not normal. It is not normal. But you know, when I come out of it, it's it's my job to then teach others how to come out of it quicker and easier. You know? Yes. Because yeah. Hove did that. I mean, I had to go through that. Right, right. <laughs> right. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. I did it so you don't have to. Period. That's called healing generational wounds. Yeah. And when we talk about that work, come on now, TJ, let's just get into that. It's not just for our families, but it's for entire grids. It's for entire energy grids. So as you increase in your metaphysical capacity and your energetic reach and your potential, then you're able to heal multiple generations across generations, not just your bloodline. Mm -hmm. And so there are grids on this planet, too. And that's the work that our brother Jesus did as well, is that after he ascended, he actually went to different parts of the world, incarnating into his avatar flesh, teaching people across different energy grids and healing the planet. So let's talk about Christianity. And that's the Christ that I like to honor. And also, you know, replicate and do greater works. And so this is what we've been called to do as new earth leaders. And I really see and feel and get that energy off you, Tidra. So thank you. Yes. yes. I mean, you know, this is, I, I like to say this is what I was put on this earth to do, but I also have to say this is what I agreed to do, right? Period. Came here, this is what I agreed to do. And this is what I love to do, right? Mm-hmm. We all have our gifts and we all have the ways that we are going to leave our mark. And this is mine. I always wanted to be a teacher. And then I always wanted to be a psychiatrist. So mm-hmm. locally, I'm doing both. <laughs> Right. You already went to psychiatry school. You did your 11 days. We already, and you saw every, how all that shit worked real quick, right quick from the, from the, from the inside. Yeah. Yeah. It was crazy. It was crazy. Yes. Yes. And it's beautiful how God and the universe chooses to teach us our lessons. Yeah. It may feel and look embarrassing as fuck. Yeah. Or shameful or whatever. And then you come out of it and you look over it and you see it and you're like, wow, like, wow. And look how I look going through that. You know what I'm saying? Look how I felt going through that. Like I was still there. You know what I'm saying? Like, so that's. (laughs) I survived and now I'm able to help others survive. That's just how I see it. Mm hmm. Because every single person that I work with, we have something in common. Yes. Every single one. We have, yes. whether it's abusive relationship, depression, suicidal thoughts, a teen mom. I was also a teen mom. I had my first child when I was 15 years old. Um, so, yeah, I've been homeless. I've been through a lot of stuff in my very short life. Mm-hmm. But, you know, but I'm help, able to help others get out of it. And so, you know, I could complain about every single thing that I've been through in my life, but I won't because I know that I had to go through that to help somebody else. And that's what makes it worth it is the fact that I can coach somebody else through it. Yes, I love that. Yeah. Because for me, and I'm kind of like, I feel like I'm healing as I'm going through this. Like, I too was going through things and teaching them as I was teaching them. But as I was teaching them, there still was that victim energy. Mm-hmm. I have to talk, talk talk truth about this in my journey. But that is the journey is that like, as you're growing, you can only be healing so much. So what's emanating from you is like the best you can emanate. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like for some people, too, as they're rising in their journey, they can sometimes be judgmental of themselves and not really fully accepting of, OK, this is just where I'm at. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I love that you kind of talked about that, like you teach as you go. But sometimes even as you're going, you still have so much more to know in, in your journey. Mm-hmm. And so that's beautiful. Yeah, I, 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 you know, I'm still learning. I have a lot to learn. Right. Mm-hmm. But I don't necessarily feel guilty because I know I'm able to acknowledge, you know, my shortcomings, if you will, or lessons that I haven't quite learned just yet. I I don't feel guilty because I know, oh, okay. you know, I can definitely have that 
come to Jesus moment with myself. And I do all the time. And sometimes I will beat myself up about certain things, but then I have to give myself grace. And that's something else I would love to say to the audience. Yes. Always give yourself grace. We don't give ourselves enough grace. We can make all the excuses in the world for these lazy ass, you know, Negroes. And we give other people so much grace, but we don't give ourselves grace. We just have to. Yes. We have to. Yes. Yeah, just acknowledge where you are and yep. understand what it took for you to get here. How did you manifest this mess? How did you do that? Okay, acknowledge that and yes. then ask for help and say, okay, God, I don't want to be here anymore. This this energy no longer serves me, but I also don't know how to get out of this shit. <laughs> and just ask God for guidance and you will always be guided. Always. Always. We have to, whether you're religious, I don't know about your audience, if they're if they're Christian based or if they're spirit, whatever the case may be. But we just have to remember. Everyone's pretty much like a seeker. We're seekers. Okay. okay. Mm-hmm. So God is, is not going to force, right? You still have free will. So always remember to ask for guidance, right? Always ask for guidance because it'll get you out of that situation a lot quicker than just sitting there and wallowing. And just trying to figure out on your own. It's okay to ask, but give yourself grace at the same time. Yes. Mm-hmm. Conversations with God. Yeah. People. Yeah. And who is God? This is some, who yes. Is God? Me, God. myself, and I. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you can't keep it real with yourself, my friend, then who? <laughs> yeah. It's okay to talk to yourself. Talk to yourself. I talk to myself all the I have full-blown conversations, questions and answers all the time, right? And I always say I'm having a conversation with the highest version of myself. You can call it the highest version. You can call it universe, God, whatever, right? But have those conversations and, and be free because a lot of us don't feel comfortable going to our friends or going to family, talking about certain things. Just talk to yourself. I guarantee you the answer is going to come. You just gonna blurt it out, and you go like, "Oh, <laughs> oh snap! That's the answer I was looking for." It happens every time. Yeah, God is within. God is right here. God is not outside of you. God is not in the sky. God is everywhere, and most importantly, God is within. Right, and God already knows. Just open up your mouth and say what it is that you need surrender whatever the energy that you no longer want let that shit go yes Mm -hmm. and let me tell you for those that are like okay i get what she's trying to say i get what she's trying to say but it's so hard like what like i'm seeing the signs i'm seeing the signs and everything's in the signs like that external focus is just in honesty and truth part of the anxious mind like the Mm -hmm. rushing mind the thinking mind Mm-hmm. And as much as our intellects, trust me, we have a lot of intellects too that listen and watch this this podcast. You know, we went to college or studied or we read. And so our brain is very developed mm-hmm. and our, our, our ability to think and reason is very, very advanced. Yet <clears throat> what I'm speaking of in this case is really kind of listening to your heart mind, like your, your gut mind, your body mind. And first of all, that feels... It feels a way. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times we're not used to that feeling that you talk about. And I do Tai Chi. So literally the entire practice is about cultivating body sensitivity, brain sensitivity, so we can feel our emotions and feel the intelligence of our human body, which is 11 times bigger than our brain. You know what I'm saying? Like maybe more, mm-hmm. you know, so the intelligence in our body is where we exist and where we should exist. And I love that you talk about the feeling, but that kind of just gets to the science of it. And for us to really be able to feel into our decisions, feel into where we want to go is, is paramount in sort of like the path, if you will. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's talk about feeling for a second. Because um, a lot of people will ask me, well, how do I know what that feels like? How do I know um, what it feels like to live in my dream home? 
or drive my dream car. Let's just go with the material things because let's be frank, that's what people want, right? So what I always tell people is to go drive the car. So if your dream car is a Tesla X, Tesla Model X, but you've never been in one, you got to go drive it. And then you got to capture the feeling of driving it, right? Um, If you want to live in a high rise or in a beautiful mansion, whatever the case may be, you have to start going tour high rise apartments or mansions or whatever the case is, right? That's the only way you're going to connect to the feeling is you have to experience the thing, right? Let's say you want a million dollars because that's the next thing everybody wants is a million dollars, right? How many millionaires do you know? How many millionaires have you been around? How many millionaires do you carry in your back pocket by way of podcasts or interviews? A lot of people will say, well, I don't know any millionaires. I don't listen to millionaire podcasts, right? Well, why not? Right. How are you going to know what it feels like? When is the last time you went to a conference or some type of event where millionaires are speaking on the stage? Like you got to be in the room and be exposed to it. Once you've been exposed to the millionaire mind, the millionaire energy, once you've been exposed to the Tesla Model X, once you've been exposed to the high rise, it's like stretching out a rubber band beyond its capacity. Right. And it no longer snaps back to the memory that it that it's familiar with. Right. I've been stretched beyond this. Right. Which is all I've been knowing. Once you've been stretched and exposed, you can't go back. So that's how you tap into that energy. You have to be in the thing. You have to be in the car, be in the house. You got to be in the room. Right. That's and that's how you you um, tap into that feeling. And then you just got to capture that feeling. And anytime you start to doubt or resist, you got to connect to that feeling again. So I always take my clients through an exercise, right? So you take the energy of driving the car, standing in the house, right? You take that energy, close your eyes, and you picture yourself. So envision the energy being like this bright, white ball, right? This is the energy of driving the car, living in a home, whatever. And you're going to put it in a translucent or not translucent, what do they call the the clear boxes? You know what I'm saying? It's not coming to me. Crystal, crystal box? Not crystal, they're um, acrylic. The little, the clear acrylic boxes, right? And you're going to take that energy and put it into the box and you're going to close the lid so that the energy stays in the box. So anytime you start to say, well, where's my Tesla? Where is my house, right? Where is my million dollars? That's doubt, that's resistance. I need you to close your eyes and take out that box again and open it up and then reconnect to that feeling, right? That feeling is going to magnetize your desires to you. And then you also have to be open to the opportunities, right? You have to be open to the path, because the path to the Tesla may not look the way you think it's going to look. The path to the house to the, to, to the million dollars may not look the way you think it's going to look. You just have to be open to all of the, the opportunities, no matter how they come, because they will come in many different ways. I love that. And I love the visualization. Mm -hmm. I'm such a visual person. I'm over here for y'all that aren't watching, can't see us. I'm like closing my eyes, like imagining the acrylic box with the energy ball, closing the lid, Mm -hmm. putting my energy in there, my desires in there and letting it, you know, flow deep, deep down into my belly. You know what I'm Mm -hmm. saying? Like elevator Mm -hmm. down. (laughs) And, And so that's like a beautiful visualization for how we, anchor ourselves, Mm -hmm. anchor ourselves in our desires, anchor ourselves in our love for ourselves, anchor ourselves in our trust in in ourself and anchoring ourselves in in harmony with all the things Mm -hmm. that are necessary to to co-create that vision. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not hard either. Don't make it hard. 
It's not hard. Y'all are looking at someone who has literally manifested <laughs> when I had zero dollars. One of my highest viewed vi uh, videos on YouTube is me talking about manifesting my luxury apartment. No money, no job, bad credit, but I did it. <laughs> so on paper, I didn't qualify at all. So don't ever think, again, don't come from that logic, logical way of thinking, right? No matter what it is that you want, go after that thing, right? No matter what it is, you can have it. Why would God say you can't have it? If the right. world is abundant, if we are meant to live in this world of milk and honey, right? This land of milk and honey, right? And God created all things, right? God is an alchemist. You can turn water into wine, okay? Come on now. Why can't we do that? Why can't we have? We look at all the abundance around us, the blades of grass, the leaves on the trees. Like there's so much abundance all around us, yet we feel so much lack and limitation. Why? <laughs> Why? You just got to get away from that. And just know that whatever I want, I can have. That's why I tell people live in la-la land. It don't have to make sense. It's not supposed to make sense. Right? Right. It's not supposed to make sense. I love it. Mm -hmm. I love it. And that is a beautiful way to really kind of complete today's podcast is that, you know, you really are in a space of options, infinite options. This is what we mean by La La Land. Yes. And so that you can really imagine all the scenarios, all the possibilities. But however, you don't even have to do that because that's what we were talking about with the no thing. Mm -hmm. It's better to do no thing and trust in the possibilities. Because mm -hmm. there are infinite possibilities. That brings me to Doctor Strange. Do you watch Marvel? I love Marvel and Doctor Strange and how he can see every possibility just like in a blink of an eye. That's what I yes. think about when I think about mm. infinite possibilities. Yes. Yeah. Because it's. I was going to just say multidimensional. So it happens all at once. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. So many different okay. paths to get what you want. Just ask for what you want. Believe that it's possible. Let go of the when, let go of the how. The how is never your business, right? And just be open. That's all you have to do. It really is that simple. And people don't believe me when I say that, but it really is. It really is. You're looking at somebody who used to live in her car. I was pregnant with my twins and I'm taking whole baths <laughs> in my car. Right. Um, because I was homeless and I had left this relationship and I didn't have anywhere to go. Right. But in my car and now I own my car. I don't have a car note, a car that I scripted about some years ago. I was able to go into the car dealership, write a check for twenty two thousand dollars to buy one of my dream cars just a couple of years ago. This is coming from someone who was homeless. Right. This is coming from someone who has had three vehicles repossessed in her life. This is coming from someone who's been evicted, yet I've still been able to manifest luxury apartments and manifest buying a home in 2020. It's I mean, if I was dealing with staying in my or operating from my logical mind, I wouldn't be able to see that any of that was possible. I wrote it down and I let it go. That's it. Yeah. I love it. Mm -hmm. Well, I would love, Tidra, for you to also share with listeners how they can connect with you. Like if they want to follow you, learn more from your journey, maybe one on one um, and, and really just grow with you. Uh, well, I'm Tidra Chanel on Instagram and YouTube. Um, and then I have a link there my YouTube and my Instagram ways that you can purchase. I have courses. I have meditations. I have the I am journal, um, also one-on-ones. You can reach out to me via DM. I do answer my DMs. Yes. Um, and I am the Tija Chanel on TikTok. 
Thank you so much, Teacher Chanel. And to all of you viewing and listening to the Meta Business Millennial Podcast, thank you. I love you. You can continue to follow us on Instagram, on YouTube, on where you get your podcasts, and also for more resources at themetabusiness.world. Thank you again. I love you all. Did you really love this episode of the Meta Business Millennial Podcast? Well, I am honored, and I appreciate you subscribing, leaving a review, and sharing it with your friends because your feedback allows us to co-create more enlightened conversations. And if you're interested in growing your soul now, head over to my website, erinpatton.com to find all the show notes, links, and free resources to get your energy activated today. In the meantime, stay bright, my friends. Much love and light. Peace.